Hello, and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to hit the follow button. Also, give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, listeners. My name is Lisa. Today, I'm flying solo, and I wanted to do sort of a quick episode to talk about a topic that I think is really important to discuss. So we're going to be talking about some tips and advice for post-conflict if someone is feeling hurt. So we know that any relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, friendship, familial, a work relationship, any relationship is going to have some sort of conflict at some point. Conflict, it's, it's pretty inevitable. Um, and because every person's communication style and approach is so different, it's not uncommon that someone feels emotionally hurt through conflict. Maybe because of the delivery of that information, the word choice, the tone used, whatever it may be. And I mean, also, it really doesn't take a big fight or an argument to cause emotional hurt. I think sometimes just through what we think is a normal everyday conversation, there could be a chance of someone taking it the wrong way or becoming hurt for a variety of reasons. So if we know how to pick up the pieces and move forward in a positive way, we can strengthen our relationships and therefore not be afraid of having that inevitable conflict. Because I think back, I think about how many times I was afraid to speak up about something in a relationship that was bothering me uh, because I didn't want to cause a fight, cause a problem, make things bad, make things worse. And I know I'm not alone in that. Uh, many of us tend to avoid conflict, thinking that it's going to make maybe the relationship better or just easier. But I hate to say it, that avoidant approach, it's just not sustainable. Those issues that bug us will usually continue to happen or maybe lead to resentment or lead to a blow up. So being able to face the conflict head on, knowing how to deal with emotional repercussions, how to apologize effectively, it's all going to set us up for a much more successful relationship. So let's go ahead and dive in with these tips that could be very helpful for moving past hurt and making things up with our partner, our friend, our family member, whoever it is that we're in the relationship with. So the first phrase or tip that you can use is, I know I have hurt you. When you're ready, can we talk about how you're feeling? So first off, notice that I statement and the ownership there. I know that I have hurt you. It's not saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, which is really dismissing accountability for what we've done. It's distancing ourselves from the problem or from their feelings. And all of that really doesn't tell that other person that we're kind of invested enough to be self-reflective, to take ownership, or to really apologize in a way that is coming from our heart which, yeah, that right there, I know I've been apologized to before and it sounded like, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. You're the one that is emotionally hurt. It's not because of what I did and said. And let me tell you, those apologies never landed. Um, they were never bringing upon any type of resolution. In fact, they always just made things worse, right? 
So also what this does, it acknowledges and it validates their feelings. And it gives them a choice of when they want to talk about it. Instead of trying to force someone into a conversation that perhaps they're not ready to have. You know, sometimes people need a sort of a cool down period before talking, just to think things over, to gather their thoughts. That way they can articulate it properly. They actually know what emotions, what feelings came up for them and what the problem really is. Sometimes, yeah, that does take time. It's That's not an instantaneous realization that everyone has. So it's showing that you care. It's showing that you're giving them that time and space they may need, but you also want to discuss the issue. And it really shows that you're trying to accommodate and work with them for coming to that resolution, which again is huge and could really allow that other person to kind of let their guard down and reiterate to themselves that yes, no matter what this person did to hurt me, they do care, they do wanna make it better, and that could bring a lot of comfort in, right, for those those secondary conversations of finding a resolution with a partner. The second tip or phrase I have for you is, I've been feeling distant from you after the situation. Are you willing to talk about our current relationship? So this shares your feelings. Um, it shares your feelings of concern. It addresses the dynamic being a little bit off kilter. And it's also facing the situation head on and letting that person know that you know things feel different and you want to come to a solution. You don't want either of you to have to feel this way. Sometimes if things feel off, um, I've known people that try to tend to avoid that person or maybe they're trying to just make awkward small talk, pretend it didn't happen and just move on from it. And that's not always a helpful technique um, because that could really build resentment between those people um, that their partner may think that, you know, this relationship was altered and their partner just doesn't care. They're not trying to fix it. They're not trying to make it better. They're not trying to have ownership of what happened. They're just hoping that you get over it and you two can move on, which, yeah, doesn't always leave both people in the best headspace or the best emotional space. The next tip is asking, can you share your perspective of what happened? I don't want to make any assumptions. Uh, because let's face it, there, there's so many times within, again, even like a quote, normal kind of everyday conversation or a conflict, an argument, something like that, that maybe we said something or something occurred and our partner took offense to it or was upset. And we kind of have no idea what happened. And especially if after that period of time we're not speaking, then we're kind of left to just speculate and sometimes speculate wildly about what they're upset about, what we did, uh, what we said. Not actually understanding at the core what occurred that made that person upset, what language was used that they were not okay with. Um, I mean, it, it really doesn't help us if we don't actually know what occurred. We can't come to a resolution if we don't know actually what went wrong. So this statement, it reiterates that you're not assuming. It also shows that you're open and welcoming to their side of the story. And it really shows that you respect their reality of what happened, even if it's different from yours. Again, even if you think about that situation and you're like, I don't remember that coming off like that. I don't remember me delivering that information to you like that. 
Well, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's really about how that other person took it, right? And how they feel about it. So again, regardless of what we think happened or what our reality is, getting to know your partner's reality, even if you don't entirely agree with it, but you just have an understanding of what they felt, what they heard, what they went through, again, it's going to get us to a point where we can fix this, right? We can solve the problem. So having an open and healthy dialogue on both experiences that you both felt, that you both had during that situation can bring you to that healthy place of understanding and a resolution. The next phrase here is, your hurt or pain is completely valid. So this is reinforcing that you are supportive of that person's emotions. It shows that you take their hurt seriously instead of you know the alternative which could be an unhealthy or even a, a gaslighting approach of saying something like you shouldn't be that upset about this or you're making it such a big deal when it's not phrases like that will only distance that person so much farther away it will also confuse them it will also make them feel like you not only completely don't understand them or what happened to them, that in a way you're, you're unwilling. You're shutting down the conversation from getting further by just saying you shouldn't feel that way. It, it really kind of rings true to them that they don't care to hear my side. They don't care to get my feelings on this and therefore fix this with me, right? They're just trying to be right or trying to be in the right. The next tip or phrase is, what came up for you when this situation happened? So this creates that open dialogue for that person to share their emotions. It shows curiosity and compassion for how they're feeling. And just like that last tip, we know that's really huge. And not only just knowing their feelings, but also their triggers, right? figuring out what kind of things upset them, how it upset them, the tone and, and why that matters to them. If we ask what came up for you, it really gives us an opportunity to have a better understanding of our partner, their communication style, and the things that they need to hear and the things that affect them in the wrong way. Because essentially, if we really care for somebody, and we're really, you know, in a healthy way, trying to do our best to make our partner feel loved and cared for. Sometimes asking that question and getting a response, getting an understanding of what they put up with, what they don't, what upsets them, what makes them feel good. It makes us feel more confident as a partner. It's like, great. I'm just, I'm happy. I know that I'm happy. I know that if I want to express something, doing it this way may make you feel a little bit triggered, but doing it this way still gets both of our feelings on the table, it gets both of our emotional needs met, and at the same time is not going to cause that kind of trigger or that hurt or that emotional pain for you. So it really does help us both in the long run. Now, I know how to better treat my partner, and my partner is going to feel more respected that I do try my best to do that, right? And I'll say too, if our partner ever says, you know, this is something I need from you, and maybe whatever they need from you, it's not second nature or it's difficult for you. Have those conversations too, right? If it's something that's really not crossing your boundaries, but you're not used to it, but you're willing to implement it, 
just reiterate that to your partner. Say something along the lines of, you know, that's not typically how I approach things. I'm more than happy to try to do that. Uh, you know, I may stumble along the way because this is new for me taking this approach or using that kind of dialogue, but I respect you. I care about you. I love you. So I'm going to try to implement that, but please just have patience with me as well if that doesn't always come out that exact same way, right? So it's, it's really showing them that you hear them, you're willing to work with them. We're also human, so we may make a mistake, we may stumble along the way, but you're taking that all into consideration, right? And then your partner understands too, you know, I can't assume they're going to be perfect and, and come at this the perfect way next time. The next tip or phrase is, how can I better understand what you need? So this illustrates that you are deeply considerate. You want to know how to better understand each other's needs. It also shows that you're willing to say like, hey, I don't know everything and I don't have all the answers. So help me better understand how to care for you or how to look out for your thoughts and feelings in the future, right? Just like the last tip and what we just talked about. If we go into a conflict resolution acting like a know-it-all or thinking we have a perfect understanding of how someone is thinking or feeling before having a conversation, well, first off, that can sometimes come off as pretty patronizing, right? And it can even dig us a, a much deeper hole into the issue than what we had initially. That assumption sometimes can be really our downfall if we're not giving our partner the time and space to tell us what they need and talk about what came up. So this tip, it's also going to help us really set up for success and future conflict because we'll have that sort of a plan. And that plan was created together on how to move forward. It's not just what I think is the right thing to do or what I think is going to be best for them. You know, if we're asking, how do I better understand what you need? It gives us both a roadmap to paint the picture of what we feel like we need Again, just like in that last tip and what we talked about, we can come to that place of, you know, this is what I can do. This is within my boundaries. These are the things and approaches I will try, even if there's stumbles. And it, that really is going to give us a lot of confidence and knowing that we can work through issues if they come up. The next tip is saying, I've been reflecting on the role I've played in the situation. When you're ready, can I share that with you? And uh, wow. I mean, I think about so many arguments in past relationships that I've had where if my partner at the time could have done this self-reflection and presented it like that to me, that most likely, I would say there was a 99% chance that conflict would have been smoothed over and passed on from. Because a lot of the time, that's what I need to hear is just, here's what I did and I'm sorry about it. I feel like that's what a lot of us just simply need to hear. And conflict is often just drug out so much more painfully longer than it needs to be because of that lack of accountability, because of the self-insight. This one is powerful. Uh, it, I mean, it really shares that you're self-reflective. You're breaking down what happened in the situation and you have that accountability, which again, is the most important part, I think, of any effective apology is having accountability. The last tip I have for you is 
listen closely to what they're saying instead of listening to respond. I feel like when people get heated, when people get upset, what we tend to do is kind of shut down a little bit sometimes, depending on your communication style. And often, you know, we're, we're really only listening to our partner, maybe without really hearing them. And what we're doing is we're just waiting for them to be done talking. So then I can just keep reinforcing my side of the argument, right? I can get you to hear what I have to say. It's almost like you're both at this place where you just want to be right or you just want to be heard. And that's it's never going to get you to a place where you can have resolution. So when we get out of that headspace, just trying to talk at someone, uh, just trying to be right, it's going to give us that space to understand each other, which, again, is the hallmark and the key of moving past conflict. And no matter how difficult the conflict is, even if it's one of those super heavy issues, the resolution might be just agree to disagree. If we're really not listening to each other and giving each other the platform to discuss what's coming up or how we're feeling, that resolution, again, even if it's agree to disagree, that's never going to come without that open, non-judgmental platform. So no matter how difficult it may be, because sometimes too in relationships and, and how we even unintentionally hurt someone else, someone bringing that up to us, yeah, it, it might hurt, right? It might sting a little bit. We might feel like they're attacking our character, attacking our values, whatever it is. But realistically, if we really keep an open mind and we're really truly listening to them without judgment, it's going to allow us to think about our own behaviors, right? Because most of the time, if we're just used to going about something in a certain way, we're used to communicating in this way, even if it doesn't serve us very well, we just may be stuck in a pattern of doing that, right? Maybe that's a learned communication style or communication styles we've used in past relationships with other partners. So after we have that conversation, if we're really open to hearing that feedback, you know, there's been plenty of times in my personal relationships where I've heard feedback and at first I'm like, oh God, that kind of hurt, you know? Um, like that's, I thought that was just who I am. And, you know, I, I never meant any harm by it, but I never thought I had to change that. I never thought there was anything wrong with it. Certainly felt right to me. But after taking that in for like a day or two and, and really kind of sitting with that, I realized, you know, there's nothing that's taken away from who I am as a person. If I worked on that a little bit, um, it's, it's nothing against my character or my personality. And this is really something that may not only help me be more successful in this relationship, but any relationship I had if I work on this. So just, again, really be open. If it's something that is not changing who you are at your core, if it's something that is not altering, you know, your day-to-day -day life um, or something that they're controlling as part of your personal life, which we know that's unhealthy and often abusive if done in certain ways, then yeah, that could be a really wonderful growth opportunity. So I know this was kind of quick again um, and kind of a lot to go over in a short amount of time, but I just think these are all such great things to keep in mind because, you know, a lot of relationships are handling conflict. Um, of course, there's, you know, definitely a lot more tips and insight. So 
going to have a lot of different things linked down below. So you can continue to look into this and delve into how to handle conflict and emotional hurt in relationships because, yeah, it really is a key to success because, like I said in the beginning, conflict is inevitable. I wish it wasn't, um, <laughs> but that is just the nature of bringing any two people together for a significant amount of time. It's, it's going to occur no matter how connected you are, how similar you are, how much you love and care for each other. These things are going to come up. And if we have a plan to get through them, Again, we just have a lot more confidence. Um, and also, you know, it's just going to be a lot easier to face those moments when they come if we're prepared for them. So, yeah, hopefully this was helpful. But let's go ahead. Let's do a little meditation together. Nothing crazy, just some simple counting breaths. But if you're available to take on this meditation at this time, I encourage you just to get into a comfortable position it could be a seated position, laying, even if you only have the availability to stand. Just find some comfortable position that works for you. And I want you just to gently close your eyes or you can find a point in the room to focus on. And I want you to start taking meditative breath, which is nice, deep breath in through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. Deep breath into the nose and out through the mouth. Get a nice pattern going with your breathing. Maybe make your inhales the same length as your exhales. Start to really find a rhythm between the rising of your belly, the rising of your chest, as you're taking these nice deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And staying in this rhythm I want you to start thinking about on your inhales, fully expanding your lungs and on your exhale, really breathing every last bit of air out. So you're breathing in with a full expansion, breathing out, emptying the air from your body. And take a few breaths here just to get used to this full breath in and full breath out. On your next inhale, I want you to make your inhale a count of three. So breathing in two, three, and also out, two, three. So breathing in, two, three, out, two, three. Continue with this three count breath in and out. And remember to fully expand your lungs on the inhale 
and fully releasing on your exhales. Now I invite you to just go back to the normal meditative breath, not the fully expanded breaths in and out. Getting more of a natural and comfortable rhythm with the meditative breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as we're coming to the end of our meditation, this next inhale, take a big breath in and hold it for a count of three. For a big breath out, let it all go. And again, big breath in and hold it for a count of three. Big exhale out. And if you'd like to, you could always pause the podcast and stay in this meditative space. Continue this breath work for as long as you'd like. But I invite everyone else to gently float open their eyes when they're ready. Go back to your normal breathing. And bring yourself back into your body, back into the room. And I hope that little breath work was relaxing and enjoyable for you all out there. And I also hope that these tips for moving through conflict were helpful for you. Um, you know, this is something that you can even talk about with a partner before issues arise. Um, you know, these are just great things to put into your toolkit to keep in mind, especially when you have that clear head before conflict occurs, because you know, we know how something seems really easy, but then if we're in a bad mood, if we're angry, if we're defensive, a lot of those things aren't so easy anymore, right? So yeah, the more you put this into practice, the more that you have these kind of conversations with a partner, especially in the good times, um, it, it really helps us utilize these tools in the difficult times. So again, I really encourage you to try them out to use them, you know, even some of them might have felt like silly, you know, just like the, the language choices or, you know, the certain questions and things like that. But honestly, I mean, this kind of really non-judgmental communication, it's one of the most helpful things that we can take into relationships. And it might not 
be second nature for a lot of listeners out there. But I encourage you to take what you're comfortable with and, and really try to put them in practice. And I think you would notice quite a difference when it comes to tricky, heated, or conflict situations. So again, I'm going to have a lot of different things linked below on conflict resolution, on navigating through hurt post-conflict. I encourage you to check them out. Also, um, just be on the lookout. We have some great episodes coming up. We are continuing our, our stories series where us as hosts kind of tell our stories, things we've been through, how we got into this line of work. If you missed last episode, we actually started with Colin's story, which was so cool, so insightful, um, very powerful. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But yeah, look out in the future. There's going to be more of that series coming out. Great guests. So keep an eye out for all of our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for being a part of this talk today. And I hope you will join us for our next conversation.